This is Dr. Vargas Lowy, your child neurologist. This episode is going to be about autism spectrum disorder. And I'm aware that it's a little bit uh, confusing for uh, parents, even for doctors sometimes, who to refer kids with autism to, uh, because we have several specialists that take care of kids with autism. There's the pediatric neurologist, obviously, uh, there's child psychiatrists, and then there's developmental and uh, behavioral pediatricians. Um, so I would say that uh, all of the above are valid, uh, but not only that, they're complementary. So to give you an example, typically uh, if I get a new referral for autism, a baby who's like one to four years old, um, that the pediatrician suspects or the parents suspect that they have autism, we may be the first ones to, uh, to see them. Um, but we do not do a comprehensive evaluation uh, or testing for autism. Uh, for first-time evaluation, uh, I would refer the kid to a developmental pediatrician. They're the ones who can spend uh, two, three, even four hours doing a battery of tests, uh, which are mostly um, playing with them and asking them, questions to see if they actually have autism, if they, if they qualify for, for autism. Uh, I typically do a screening test, which is just a 20 question uh, uh, questionnaire called the MCHAT uh, to assess the behaviors of the kid uh, with suspected of autism. And if I uh, see that uh, the risk is high, typically we classify them low risk, intermediate risk, or uh, high risk, then we decide whether they require a further and more comprehensive evaluation by the behavioral and developmental pediatrician. How about the child psychiatrist? Well, the child psychiatrist will be involved a little bit later, typically, uh, if the kid needs management, especially if the kid if they need psychiatric uh, medication or they have severe uh, behavioral disorders. That's where the child, the child psychiatrist will uh, will participate. As for us, child neurologists, typically we do that first evaluation that I uh, mentioned, uh, and then we'll we will do follow-ups depending on the severity every six to six months to uh, one year, just to make sure that everything is working appropriately, as well as managing other uh, conditions that can happen in kids with autism, uh, such as uh, ADHD, for instance, or other behavioral disorders, sleep disorders, anxiety, etc. That's where we're going to uh, help the parents uh, go, go through it. Um, but what is autism? Um, so autism is a behavioral disorder and it's called spectrum, spectrum disorder, because it can go anything from just, I would call it a trait of personality, um, which used to be called Asperger syndrome. Um, there's a new classification that just calls it autism spectrum disorder with uh, high functionality. Um, so it's your typical kid or even adult 
who tends to be uh, socially isolated. They're shy um, and they are very focused on very specific subjects uh, like uh, dinosaurs or uh, some kind of technology. Uh, I had a patient who was very interesting. He was very young. He was uh, five or six and he was obsessed with the cosmos, with the universe. Uh, with the Milky Way. He knew every single planet. He knew how big they were, uh, what kind of atmosphere they had. He even did blogs on YouTube about, uh, about the universe, and it, it was fantastic. Um, some other kids can have uh, very specific obsessions with a specific toy. Uh, instead of uh, playing with different toys or having different hobbies, they're very obsessed with a fire truck, and that's all what they play with. So observing your kid while they're playing uh, is uh, is very interesting. Actually, it can tell us a lot. Um, sometimes if the autism is a little bit more severe, you see that they play in an awkward way. So just going back to the fire truck, uh, if they're playing with a fire truck, instead of pretending that they're putting out fires and they extend the ladder and they use the hose and stuff like that, uh, they may be obsessed with a very specific part of the toy. Uh, like they're going to spin the wheel and that's, that's all what they do. Um, and again, this is a more extreme case of autism. So we have these um, unusual behaviors. We have uh, the restricted social interactions, uh, depending on the spectrum. Again, it can be a kid who has very few friends all the way to a kid who's completely isolated. If they go to school, they are on their own in the background. They don't talk to any other kids. Um, then you can have emotional ability, meaning that they can get very emotional about uh, things that are very normal uh, for another kid uh, and they can have temper tantrums. They can start uh, hitting people or yelling and, and stuff like that. Um, another big characteristic of autism uh, is a communication impairment. Um, they, uh, they can have uh, language delays. Uh, in extreme cases, they can even be nonverbal um, or they can use a restricted language. Um, that's another very big point. So the social interactions and the communication uh, uh, disorder. Um, another uh, part of it, um, another trait of autism is um, how they interpret emotions. Um, they can have uh, very poor empathy, for instance, not understanding other people's feelings, uh, sometimes not even understanding their own feelings, and this leads to frustration and temper tantrums. They can make comments that seem inappropriate or out of place completely, and again, this is because they have a hard time understanding what other people might, might feel uh, when they say or do certain things. And then going back to um, awkward behaviors, another very typical thing that we see in autism uh, is that they can have uh, OCD behaviors. Um, so for instance, they can be very obsessed 
with cleanliness, or they can be very obsessed with specific patterns. Um, they can even uh, draw, you know, repetitive patterns instead of drawing the figure of a man or, a, or an animal. Uh, they can arrange their toys in rows um, instead of just playing with them uh, and, and stuff of that sort. Then um, there's the issue of, uh, and this is very commonly uh, referred to in, in forums, uh, in the internet as well, as um, by occupational or physical therapists or language therapists, what we refer as sensory integration disorders. So this falls actually in the category of uh, a little bit of OCD. Um, and what happens is that they can be very sensitive to some tastes or some textures, uh, either in food or uh, through the touch. Um, they can find comfort in a very specific uh, uh, textile, uh, like a teddy bear, or they can refuse to walk on the sand or on the grass or on a specific type of rug. They can refuse to wear socks um, and a specific kind of cloth, uh, this kind of thing. That's, that's what we call sensory integration disorder. Um, and sensory can be anything from uh, noises, like uh, they have very poor tolerance to a very normal noise that we would not pay attention to, um, to visual. Uh, they can refuse uh, to be in a specific type of light, or they can have very high sensitivity to the sun, for instance, and they refuse to go out um, and, and, and stuff like that. It can affect the uh, processing of uh, language, uh, which we call uh, an auditory integration disorder. Um, but what I want uh, to make clear is that all these sensory issues, um, very often they happen independently of having autism. Uh, you see them very often in young kids and just by the fact of having a sensory uh, disorder, it doesn't mean that your kid has autism. So autism is a whole battery of behavioral, communication, social disorders uh, that uh, need to happen together, or at least have more than one. Then in terms of uh, how do we manage, uh, just like I said earlier, it really depends on uh, the degree of autism. Uh, if it's just a high-functioning kid with autism, um, they may just need a, a session with an occupational therapist uh, once a week or every other week or nothing at all, actually. Uh, it's just, again, a trait of his personality or her personality. Uh, if it's more severe, they may require uh, sometimes even to be institutionalized. Um, when there's a, a higher degree of autism, medium to high, uh, there's a therapy that's very effective uh, for them, uh, which is called um, applied behavioral analysis and it teaches them uh, social behaviors, communication uh, uh, skills, uh, etc. Et um, then other kids uh, might need just psychotherapy or uh, a plan at school, a 504, an IEP, uh, so that they can uh, do better academically as well as socially. Um, so, you know, uh, 
there's no umbrella under which we can put all the types of autism as well as all the types of therapy that a kid with autism requires. Um, but uh, I think I've covered most of uh, what they need. Now, moving on to uh, medication. Um, so very similarly to therapy, uh, the kids uh, are going to require medication depending on what their symptoms are. So like I said before, they may have ADHD, so uh, good ADHD medication, whether it's a stimulant or not, uh, may help with that. Uh, sometimes they have very severe anxiety, so some kind of benzodiazepine, some kind of uh, medication for anxiety uh, may uh, may help. Um, it's believed that around 20% of kids with autism may also have seizures. So if that's the case for uh, absent seizures, for instance, we would want to medicate. We may want to give medication for depression, again, anxiety, uh, bipolar disorder, uh, OCD. Sometimes we require uh, antipsychotics like Risperdal, for instance, or uh, Bilify. So these are all medications that um, uh, pediatric neurologists can prescribe. Uh, very often, uh, child psychiatrists will, see, will prescribe, but those can actually help uh, with, with behaviors. Um, so I don't think I have anything else to share with you. There's a lot of resources in the internet regarding autism, uh, some of which I listed in my resources uh, tab uh, on my website. Uh, and obviously, once you come to my office, uh, we're going to go into more detail uh, about available resources in your area. So I'm signing off. Uh, this was my audio blog on autism. Very nice uh, to have you listen to me. I appreciate that. Uh, this was Dr. Vargas Lowy, your personal child neurologist.